Welcome to Drunk on Social, the symposium, where we help you stay ahead of social media trends, share the latest news, and highlight the strategies that are working to help you grow your business. Now let's join our hosts, Tristan and Jeff, in three, two, one. Okay, Drunk on Social, welcome back to another episode of The Symposium, the podcast that is designed to deliver to you the latest and the greatest and the most innovative, what the hell is happening in the social media world to keep you out ahead so you know what you should be paying attention to or maybe not paying attention to uh, with your in your business with social media. It is myself, Jeff Fitzer, with my co-host, or um, arguably the main host, Tristana Humada. Most of you know who he is. Tristan, what are we going to talk about today, my friend? What's up, dude? Well, look, we've got Clubhouse. They finally, finally are launching the Android version, which is insane to me, right? And we're seeing a lot of uptick on Reels. Now, all of a sudden, they're trying to compete even more with TikTok, and Talking about TikTok, they've got the most downloaded app again for the month of April. They're on a roll. I think they've won every month for the last like year and a half. And then Facebook updates. This was funny to me, but Facebook's update on uh, iOS 4.5, which is actually Apple's update. But uh, they popped up a little screen and it tells you some good stuff and made you laugh. Um, I'll go through that as well. Dude, there's some good stuff, man. Let's get started. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I tell you what, we, because we are being uh, somewhat innovative here today uh, with the clubhouse presence. So for those of you on the clubhouse side, I've mentioned this, if you didn't hear it already, we're actually testing this out. Tristan and I believe the clubhouse is relevant. And uh, there was an article today uh, in one of, one of the, uh, the platforms that we follow that says clubhouse finally launches the Android version, but is it already too late? So clearly if you're watching or listening, not watching, listening to this in Clubhouse, you disagree that it's too late. Uh, Tristan and I disagree that it's too late, that it's not too late. We think that this platform is going to be relevant. Uh, Tristan, what do you think this, what do you think? Do you think the Android users are going to come in full force or do you think this thing's already died slowly? No, I think we're going to see the exact same thing happen when, when Clubhouse opened this up to a lot more people, which was December-ish. We started seeing the floodgates open and it happened like that. So I do think that we're going to start seeing the exact same thing happen in different sales verticals. Obviously, you and I were in the real estate world, right? And you and I brought in like a whole mess load of people after Brittany sent us that invite. And so it's going to be the same thing. Look, look at all these people that have been waiting to jump in from the Android version, right? Saying, hey, where's where's Android? Where's Android? And now the experience, I think now, is even better than it was in December, man. So I think people jumping in, they're going to be like, this is cool. The one thing that is a continual challenge, though, and you and I have experienced this, is the fact that it feels like you have to be on all the time and it, it burns you out if you are. I think that's one thing that the Android users have to figure out quickly. Saying, hey, lot got it. I don't have to be here all the time. I can only be here at 10 minutes at a time and it's okay, right? I think that's one thing they're going to eventually get used to. Well, what do you, you think, th you think it's, it's funny too that you mentioned that because uh, the, if you think about it, this is the exact same thing we heard about TikTok. 
which is the most recent app to kind of infiltrate our world. And everybody's like, I love it, but gosh, it sucks my time up. Right. And I don't even remember now, but I bet you we said the same thing about Facebook 10 years ago. Right. It's funny how this works. And, and so from Tristan, I can't, I guess I can't necessarily speak for Tristan, but knowing him pretty well. And he and I think a lot alike when it comes to social and that is, one of the things I look for is when people start leaving a platform or when people, the masses start saying I should leave a platform, it actually brings me back in because it makes me realize, all right, there's something to this. Uh, and, and honestly, Tristan, for me with Clubhouse, it was like when everybody was mass joining, it kind of turned me off. I was like, eh, you know, I've been here now. I've I like it. It's cool, but I'm going to pull back a little bit. And I just think that the, the uh, human nature is to just like, we have like, we have addictive personalities and when we do something, we do it hard and then it burns them out. And I think, uh, I do believe Clubhouse is going to have a impact on our world. If you're in sales, there's going to be a business to customer platform that is going to have an impact. And my advice is you stay passively active. Don't stay, don't, don't, don't let it consume you. Stay passively active and be ready when something happens, because something is going to happen. Here's the main reason. You're seeing a lot of business-oriented people using Clubhouse. That's the main reason, right? There's a cutoff age. You're not letting anybody under 18 typically jump in, right? At, le at least knowingly. So it's a, it's a more professional type of, of platform, social media platform. Very similar to LinkedIn, but now voice, right? So people can go now and learn casually. It's like an interactive podcast, right? So I love that part about it. All right, next, you mentioned something to me about Reels, how all of a sudden Reels is blowing up for you. It is blowing up for me too, and it's blowing up for the people that I know. So what, what are you seeing, man? Well, what I'm seeing is, it, it's first of all, it's odd. Uh, there's really no rhyme or reason. Number one, I am not seeing an uptick or a downtick in videos that I create organically in Reels versus that I create uh, you know, outside of reels and upload into reels. So if I, if I do it on my camera, I go edit it and be a video and then I upload it into reels does not necessarily matter. Uh, what another thing that I'm seeing is when a video goes off, it goes off hard in like the first 15 minutes. And by hard, I mean like a thousand, 1500, sometimes even a couple thousand views in 15 or 20 minutes, like really fast. And then you're thinking like, holy crap, this is going viral and it shuts off, like literally shuts off. And so I, I have yet to figure it out. I, I still think the reach is amazing. You know, getting 15, 1,000, 1,500, 2,000 views and, and getting that engagement on a reel is massively important. What I can't figure out is uh, why it shuts off. Uh, and because we, we've talked about TikTok, you know, we've talked about how they, they put it out to an audience of roughly 200 and if it performs well there, they move it on to an audience of 500 and so on, right? And that's how the virality kicks in or doesn't kick in. It yeah. doesn't appear that Reels is doing this. Uh, so I don't know. What is, what is your thought? I think, I think they're, they're testing a lot of things out. Number one is this is why they started very basic with Reels. You can't really do as much as you can with, with TikTok, right? And number two, dude, you got to see the difference in users, what is it, 700 million users on, on TikTok, right? Versus uh, six point, what was it, 6.1, 6.2 billion users on Instagram. That is a massive difference, right? 
So when you have an Instagram, you're able to choose from an audience that could possibly like your video more. So now you're going into Facebook's algorithm saying, well, look, if these 10 people loved your video, well, let's go find 10 more people like it among 6 billion, right? And that's why it takes off like that versus TikTok, they only have 700 million to choose from, right? That's why. And so, yeah, Instagram is definitely more powerful. And that's why you're seeing an uptick more because now they're using more, more targeting. So look, it leads me into this. Did you see the update finally come up for Apple? The, um, that iOS 14.5? No. All right. So update your phone. So I'm looking now. Go to, well, don't update it right now. It'll shut everything down. We're screwed. So don't do that. But look at it. And it'll be like, hey, you want to update your phone? I do see And so it. as soon as you do, iOS 14.5, it takes a while. It's a little bit of a longer download and upload. But once you do and you re-log into Instagram or you open up Instagram or Facebook, it's going to have this little picture. And it's going to say three things. It's going to say, well, it's, it, it has this little paragraph. And it says, hey, you're on iOS 14.5. This is the new iOS thing. But uh, let us tell you three things here. We use information about your activity received from other apps and websites to, to do these three things. Show you ads that are more personalized, number one, which we knew, right? And here's my favorite one. We use it to help keep Instagram free of charge. And they also say the same thing for Facebook, which is we help, we help to keep Facebook free of charge. And I had to reread that twice because I'm thinking like, really? Like, seriously, for free? Like, wasn't it always free? Is it, is it really ever going to change? If you started charging me to use Facebook, I'm probably going to jump over to YouTube or TikTok at that point. I'm like, I don't know if I would do it. Like, that was just an absurd comment to me. And number three is uh, support businesses that rely on ads to reach customers. Here was what's crazy. 96% of American US users turned on or left this on by default, meaning they won't be tracked. Right. Right. And for me, I actually left, I had turned it on because that's how I've been able to find my favorite notebooks. Like literally, like that's the truth. Yeah. I looked over at my wife. I'm like, hey, if I turn this off, I probably won't find the next notebook that I love. It's so stupid, but that's why I left it on. Just to me, it was stupid, but I left it on. What do you think, man? Well, first of all, I noticed that it says it allows you to separate skin tone variations for emoji with couples. So that's like a huge deal right there. <laughs> <laughs> it means that every time I do the emoji of two people holding hands and it's supposed to be me and you, now we can properly do it. Oh, that's so good. So now uh, we can do it. Do they have one that slaps in the ass for guys? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a gift, dude. That's a gift. Oh, it's the, I know, I know. I, I, I'm with you on this and, and anybody listening to this, I know what some of you are thinking. You're thinking, oh, sweet. I can turn this off uh, because privacy, right? And I'm going to challenge you on that. If you're listening to this podcast, you're not listening to it probably for so much as entertainment as you are because you legitimately want to stay ahead in the social media world as it relates to your business. And my opinion is this. No matter what you do in business, if you don't practice what you preach, if you are not a practitioner of, of best practices, odds are 
you're not going to succeed. And so my opinion is that this is no different than anything else. You can't expect to dominate the social media world by tracking and targeting your customers, but not really understand how it works because you turned yours off. And so again, it's like when it comes back to the, the tracking thing, you and I, we talk about this. It's like, I love it. I think it's sexy. I think it's fun. I'm not really worried about the privacy piece of it, to be honest with you, because I, I just... Yeah, let's go. Yeah, again, the, the, the whole TikTok thing. It's like Google is the, the worst one. Like, that's what you should be worried about. You should be worried about Facebook, not TikTok, not these foreign companies. You should be worried about the companies that are right underneath your nose. But truthfully, again, look at it. You can look at it two ways. Is, is this opportunity or is this, or is, you know, you have a scarcity mindset? Are you, are you fearful of what could happen? And, you know, if you have a legitimate fear, fine. I have no problem with that. But, but again, my opinion is that. You, you need to be a practitioner and to be a practitioner, it means to be somebody who's consuming. And I think that when it comes to, to target, like Tristan said, frankly, I love getting targeted, dude. I just shared a video piece of video equipment last night. It was like, check this thing out. This just targeted me. I love it. I would have never seen that. And you know, just have discipline. If you're the kind of person that says, well, I get targeted and I buy stuff. Well, Hey, come on, <laughs> you know, shut off your credit card. If that's your problem. I mean, that's a different problem, right? Anyways, I love it. I love it. And I hope, uh, I hope it doesn't ruin the, it's funny that I say this, the integrity of what has been created in the form of how we use social media for our business. Um, well, because it could, it's going to evolve. I definitely see us evolving in, in how social media platforms are going to be using, uh, marketing efforts because look, if you're concerned about being tracked, then stop using Google and go to, I don't know if you're familiar with DuckDuckGo. Are you familiar with DuckDuckGo? No. So DuckDuckGo is a, is a browser. You can, you can use it to, to browse. And then if you download it on your app, on an app, um, Apple or, or Android, download it, then go and search. Let's just go to ESPN.com. And all of a sudden it pops it up and it says, Hey, we just blocked a whole bunch of stuff for you. Click on the little button and it tells you everything that was blocked. And then you realize, Oh, got it. Google's really been the one that's targeting me a lot more than Facebook. So yeah, that's, um, you know, if you're really concerned, use DuckDuckGo. I thought, I thought you were going to say, if you don't like being targeted or followed, you just need to go back to uh, what we used to do in our childhood days, which is go to the library. If you need to look something up. What are you talking about? <laughs> I used to remember, remember how we used to eat cereal. We would eat cereal and we would have to read the back of the cereal box or the back of the milk carton. Cause there was nothing to do. Well, what the hell, what else were you going to do? Uh, I, I actually read the ingredients to, to like the box and I didn't understand it. I just didn't know what else to do. I didn't have an iPhone or an iPad. <laughs> Uh, it's interesting to think back, my friend. It's actually the Dewey Decimal System. Somebody pointed that out to us the other day. Oh, dude, dude. All right. Here's one other thing I've got for you. And you saw it. YouTube announces the expansion of shorts to all its users. That was, I was waiting for that since last year in September when they announced shorts. So I've tested it. I tested it out earlier uh, last week when they announced it. And it's good, dude. I mean, it's very, very, very rudimentary. I see that they've taken some tips from TikTok. So it's definitely going to be growing. But you've got to remember, here's why it's important. The number two most visited website in the world is YouTube with 35 billion monthly users. 
And number one is Google and Google owns YouTube. So of course, what you put up there and you use the right hashtags, you use the right titles, those are gonna pop up on Google, right? So the more shorts you do, the more you're gonna have that chance to pop up on a Google search. That's why it's important to me, right? So I'm excited. So let me ask you a couple questions because I just actually shared my first short. Um, anybody who knows and follows me knows that I, I spend the least amount of time on YouTube, but I have a ton of content just because it's like a landing plate. It's a library for me. Uh, it's a bonus for me. Uh, I want to spend more time there. And I think shorts is going to benefit me. But as somebody who's a relative novice to shorts, I know enough about it to be dangerous. Is it, is it because you know how when you post to Facebook or Instagram, for example, we always say you should be sharing organically. We, we talk about, we question, like if you post a video in TikTok, is it better if you create it natively inside the app or if you create it outside and, and, and import it in? But everything in YouTube, unless you're going live, is all non-native, right? It's always you're uploading from another source. So yeah. do you feel that if somebody like myself who's creating a crap ton of reels and a crap ton of TikToks, do I have an advantage or a disadvantage on shorts because I'll be able to post a, a whole hell of a lot of content there? I think right now you have an advantage because there are no rules like you see on Reels, which Instagram said, hey, we're going to penalize you if you use the TikTok uh, version of Reels, which is just you know using it again. Uh, YouTube said that they didn't say anything right now. I think they're just trying to gain traction, see how, how shorts does. And if it does do very well, then you might see them add other parts to it. Right now, it's extremely rudimentary, very minimal rules. I just want you to post. Can you create separate playlists for your shorts? You can. And it also, not only can you do that, but they, they also anticipated you or the user to be able to separate where these are. So they have like the, a channel page for shorts. So it's all identified as a short. So you can go through them quickly. And if you scroll through the feed as well on, on YouTube, you can see all the little shorts and they're all vertical. So they're not horizontal like we're used to, right? They're all vertical. Is that almost like the difference between stories and a feed on the other platforms? Yeah, pretty much. And, and you know how on Instagram, they're at the very top, mm -hmm. the stories. Mm -hmm. Well, this one is kind of built in as you're scrolling through, you can see them right in the middle and you could scroll right through them uh, horizontally. Yeah. And if you skip through, it'll pop up some more. Interesting. So, so YouTube's algorithm is going to figure out what you like to see. And if you, if your tendency is to be clicking on shorts, they're going to keep showing you probably more and more shorts and the shorts are probably going to show up higher on your feed. Yeah, man. And honestly, I'm seeing it as the future possibility of creating more SEO so people can find us, right? Because now it's going to be much quicker for me to short, uh, shoot a 50 second video with a great description, right? And now, even though I can't add descriptions right now, you can only add the title, but eventually I know they're going to let us add descriptions and boom, there it is. That's the key. So for somebody who is, you uses YouTube as a hardcore strategy, and there might be some listeners right now that are thinking along those lines. Let's use a couple of examples. A couple of our good friends, Brad McCallum, Ken Pozek, and they are absolutely crushing YouTube, uh, but they're, they're great video guys for creating longer form content. How does shorts, in your opinion, benefit somebody who already has a successful channel? How, how is doing shorts going to potentially benefit them or maybe even be a detriment? 
Uh, I think it'll benefit them, especially because you think who is using shorts right now and why, why did they decide to put it in? You think, well, TikTok got so popular with the younger crowd, right? And I found myself having the same issue that I had with, with TikTok initially, which was, I, I was like, oh, I'm in TikTok and I can't leave because it's so fun or wow, it's, the, the algorithm knows me really well, right? And so the same thing happened to me over the weekend on shorts. I was in there and it worked the same way. I'm like, bastards, they caught me. I, this is pretty good. So now it doesn't, it's not as fluid yet because the ability to edit videos on TikTok is insane, right? But I do see it getting there, man. It got me. And I, that was my very first time on shorts fully. And I was like, damn, I felt like I was on TikTok for a little bit. And there you go. That's the reason. They're targeting mainly that demographic so they can continue to be relevant. Because look, dude, YouTube's already got the eight-year-olds. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's like, interesting. It's, it's interesting. And it, it almost, I mean, to, I'll just be honest. And it, it validates for me because, you know, I've been preaching for months, almost a year now, like, Start focusing on short form content. Start figuring out how to use reels and TikTok because it's the future of communication as it relates to marketing, in my opinion, because our attention, it's just diminishing our attention spans for better or for worse. It is what it is. You can't change it. And so you either embrace it or your videos become basically end up in a wasteland of content like most of probably your content already is. And so figure out how to take that message, condense it down into sub 60 seconds. Now you have another outlet. So the way I look at this is this is possibly going to help me grow my YouTube channel. Um, but, but for me, it's somebody who's not focusing on YouTube. So it gives me a competitive advantage because I've already created hundreds of short form videos. Um, but again, it just goes back to what I always say, which is start focusing on short form content. That's interesting, man. I, it's, it's got me excited for YouTube. I will tell you that. Uh, me too, man. I'm even more pumped about this one. So we're, we're re-strategizing now because of it, which is really cool. Which, and you mentioned, um, that uh, we'll, we'll finish with this, that TikTok was still, what, what was it? The most downloaded app uh, it, c- continues to be number one. Dude. It's still the most downloaded app over the last year and a half. Here, let me let me see if I got some stats for you. Uh, the the April 2021, just for April, you have top overall downloads, top app store downloads, and number two on Google Play. Uh, number one is Facebook, believe it or not. Uh, here, I'll, I'm going to give you the list on overall, okay? On which uh, one? On which list? Which of those three? Uh, top... Top five overall downloads. So that means including app, uh, including the Apple store and including the Google store, okay? Mm -hmm. When they combine the numbers. Number one is TikTok, when they combined both. Number two is Facebook. Number three is Instagram. Number four is WhatsApp. And number five is Messenger. And check out number six, it's Snapchat. Mm -hmm. Wait, dude, number one is TikTok, but number number two through five, is all Facebook, Facebook, Instagram, WhatsApp, and Messenger. How sick and crazy is that? Yeah. Well, uh, I, I don't know how anybody else interprets it, but I interpret it to tell you that TikTok is only going to gain in popularity. There's going, a, as the app continues to grow, just like happened with Facebook, just like happened with Instagram, just like happened with every social media app, us boomers, us money spenders are going to infiltrate 
And it's going to create a lot of opportunity to attract more eyeballs, to sell more of whatever you're selling and uh, embrace it, folks. Uh, it, it, is, it is here to stay. It's very relevant. Uh, and if nothing else, it's a great content creation app for you to create content, to post to all of the other ones, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and now YouTube. I mean, gosh, I don't know. I, there's very little argument anymore, Tristan, as to why somebody doesn't at least passively accept and embrace TikTok. Well, here, I'm going to give you, I'm going to end with this. YouTube recently reported, because you know how they came up with shorts, recently reported this now, that it's, that it's TikTok clone, for those of you that are listening in, shorts is now facilitating 6.5 billion views per month. How much is that going to eat up from TikTok? Like literally when I was finished going, just me, when I was finished going through shorts, because I, I got lost for like 10 minutes, um, dude, over the last week, I haven't been on TikTok as much. I'm just on shorts a lot more because it's fulfilling that need that I that I have to look in. I'm like, oh, what can I create over here? Oh, this is cool. I get ideas from there, right? And so do you. Mm-hmm. So um, it's going to be an interesting battle because now I think if any com- if anybody can really stop the dramatic growth that TikTok has had, it's going to be YouTube. That's who it's going to be. Yeah. The growth, the dramatic growth, right? Obviously still going to grow, but. Well, the one, the one thing that YouTube will never have is the, the, the creation piece. You know, you have to go to TikTok to create the stuff that you're posting to YouTube. But then, then if that's the case, then it's functioning like Snapchat. I still go to Snapchat for the filters, but then I post what I create on yeah. TikTok or Instagram. So maybe TikTok remains relevant in some way, like a combination of that. Yeah. Very interesting, my friend. That's Very interesting. The, mor- the moral of this show this week is short video. We talked about reels. We talked about TikTok. We talked about shorts. Uh, there's a correlation here, folks. Pay attention. And as we wrap up, this is uh, the Symposium podcast brought to you by Drunk on Social Facebook group. If you found us by accident, either through Clubhouse or through through uh, the podcast or a podcast app, uh, there is a group in Facebook called Drunk on Social. Uh, that's a group that what that's all we talk about. That's all we share is stuff related to, to, to social media. That's why this podcast was created. If you haven't downloaded, if you haven't subscribed, do so on your favorite podcast app. You can find us under the Lab Code Agents podcast. Uh, this is the Symposium podcast brought to you by Drunk on Social. And now we're live streaming to Clubhouse. We're going to test that out. We're going to test that out every week. So if you don't want to wait a couple of weeks, just jump on here. This will be scheduled every Monday, same time. That is, what is it? 3.30 Central, 1.30 Pacific. And you can figure out if you're the other two or any other time zone in between. Tristan, as always, until the next episode, my friend. I love it, man. Thank you. And then uh, I'll see you next week. And then let's go to questions on Clubhouse. Yep. We're going to stick around on Clubhouse. Thanks for listening to Drunk on Social, the symposium. We are here to help you take your business to new levels through social media. Make sure to subscribe to get updates on new episodes and come join us on our Drunk on Social Facebook page. And as always, make sure you leave us a great review on your favorite podcast app. Feedback and likes are very much appreciated.